What's going on, Cheat Code Sports Fantasy Football Podcast listeners? You got Kevin Stevie P coming at you. What's going on, Steve? What's going on, Kev? What's going on, world? All right, and uh, as we told you the other day, we have a special guest today from the Instagram. You know him as the Fantasy Football Fit. What's going on, brother? What's up, guys? Appreciate you guys having me on, on the podcast today. Um, like I said, just thank you guys for the opportunity to be on here. Love you guys' content. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thank we you. We do appreciate that. Yeah, we enjoy yours as well. Uh, so kind of introduce yourself, you know, talk about what you do on Instagram and, you know, yeah, like I said, just give an introduction for yourself. Got you. Um, so the name is Football Fit. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a certified personal trainer, but it's kind of like a merge of two things I care about the most. Uh, personal training number one and fantasy football. I've been playing fantasy football for a little bit over ten years now, so it's something that is love to do. Um, it's it's always good to help others. I know when I first started off, a lot of times on leagues I was in or like my classmates or anyone else were always asking for advice. So that's something I do on Instagram. Where a lot of people I, you know DM me or I just provide videos on breaking news and injuries or like rankings. So. Anything related to fantasy football, definitely follow me at Fantasy Football Fit. I could definitely help you guys out. Yeah, you know, just looking at your your content for me personally, you know, I really like the way you break down everything. Like it, literally, if a news piece comes out, you're on 20 minutes later, if 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 not sooner, uh, just breaking down kind of the important news that comes out. Like uh, for example, the other day uh, with the Tyreek Hill news, like you were, you know, it hit my phone and you were on. You were on the, you know, Instagram ten minutes later. So <laughs> I thought it'd be especially if something that's really big because I already know, you know, a lot of times if you don't know, you know, and especially in a certain league, someone can grab that person really quickly and then you're just, you know, asked out. So <laughs> yeah. that's like the main. <laughs> no, I hear that. Yeah, I, I, you know, when I seen that, I'm like, ooh, this guy's on top of it, boy. And uh, you know, we, we all appreciate that. You know, that's you know, we do the podcast and we, you know, we pre-report the co- podcast. We do put it content on, on all the, uh, you know, major media platforms. But you know, for the most part, it's like you know, stuff that we have on our website or you know, the podcast that we just did and things like that. So for me, I always am looking for guys that do stuff immediately. And I think you're a great source of, you know, just immediate news and you know what your take is and and things like that so that's you know for me that i like that a lot so i definitely recommend everybody to go you know listen to you know what he's got going on because it's 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 really cool thank you thank you i appreciate that all right guys so today what we're basically going to do is get into uh obviously the news for the last couple days uh we are going to uh go over a couple guys that we basically over the last month have been either rising or or dropping in our ranks depending on just different things that have come out or different gut feelings that we have um and then we're gonna you know get you know a third opinion on on one of these fantasy leagues uh because we kind of hammered them down the last couple podcasts and you know it was a couple picks that were (laughs) that were questionable so (laughs) you know (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna basically get into to that and get a third opinion on on some of those picks and and you know, see see how how others feel as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, all right. So, let's start off with the news. Uh, basically, out of the Rams running back situation, um, Sean McVay said Daryl Henderson has been taking a step forward this year, but Cam Akers has been getting first team reps with the offense. So, you know, Daryl Henderson, I think 
needed to take more than a step forward, in my opinion. I think he needed to take maybe five. <laughs> but, you know, I guess, I, you know, this is one of those situations. What's Sean McVay going to say? He's going to talk up one of his guys. But the fact that Cam Akers is getting uh, first-team reps is definitely a good sign. Yeah, I, you know, I, for me, I kind of assumed uh, when we saw Cam Akers come off, it was he was going to be the guy. And I, mean, I just think he's a – I wouldn't say he's more explosive because he's not more explosive than Darrell Henderson because when Darrell Henderson in the open field, we've seen what he can do in college. He's just – he's super fast and he can get to the outside. My, my biggest thing is that I think, you know, Cam is something that they're looking for inside – the middle, kind of like what Gurley provided, and then they're still going to use Henderson. So I don't think it's going to be like a cam, the cam show. I do think Henderson is going to be involved in this offense. So, you know, last well, I can't remember what listener league it was, or if it was you know a mock draft I did. I can't you know I do so many. It's it's all jumbled up in there. But I do remember seeing a guy take him in the sixth round, and I was like, ooh, that's a little early. But you know, I do think he's going to get work. So you know, I can I can. I definitely agree with, you know, your assessment with, you know, what's going on with McVeigh and him can't you can't bash the guy and you can't be like, oh yeah, no, yeah. So but I do think Henderson is going to be better than some people are saying because some people are basically just eliminating from their draft because of what he did last year. And this is a new year. You can't you can't go into the you know, the year doing that. Yeah, I agree. Um Sean Bay already came out and said that he's going to pretty much he's a timeshare so pretty much they're all going to play I'm going whoever the cheapest in draft and Henderson is a lot cheaper than Akers right now I, I do think they both have good upside um then the Rams defense is pretty good so we'll see um if they're going to be in a lot of shootouts you know they do they do have some decent corners but I do think that they're both going to get a decent amount of playing time yeah. for this upcoming yeah I definitely agree with that you know and that's and that's kind of what we tell you guys you know like in situations like this where it's a handcuff situation, take the cheaper guy. You know what I mean? Like, why are you going to spend a, a you know fifth round or a fifth round pick on Cam when you can get Henderson in the ninth? Like, he's going I, super late. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's I've seen him going, you know, like you said, I've seen him going thirteen. But you know, I'd rather spend the ninth, tenth, eleventh pick on Cam than I mean on you know Henderson than take you know Cam in the fifth or sixth. It's just I'm not doing that. Yep, this backfield's just very crowded. I mean, we don't even know the role Malcolm Brown's going to play. I mean, he's been a touchdown vulture for Gurley uh, just the last couple years as well. So, you know, if he assumes that goal line role, you know, it's just going to minimize Cam and Darrell Henderson's, you know, out of fantasy output. So definitely a backfield that's a little too crowded and then needs to shape up. Um. All right, so here's another one that we've we've basically got into this one already, but I'm just going to throw it out there because this seems like one of the most oh, he seems like a very hyped up player right now. But Raiders rookie Brian Edwards is already gaining the trust of Derek Carr. Like we've talked about Brian Edwards, I think twice already. Yeah. Just different things coming out about him. So you know, uh, at this point, <laughs> you know, like Steve said, I think the other day, you know, you're going to have to wait till it gets a little closer. You know, hear who's playing this, the X receiver. I mean, they've been talking about putting rugs in the slot. I don't know what that means for Renfro, but, you know, th this is, you know, just a, a wide receiver situation. I mean, we, we saw that, like, Tyrell Williams was successful when he, with his opportunities last year. Um, then he got hurt. So, you know, it, it's just a crowded wide receiver situation there, and you're going to have to kind of wean out the guys that are not getting the work. Yeah, for me – for me, Edwards is the one guy that I will, you know, 
be taking in drafts, and I've done it in the listener leagues. I, I think I've taken him in two of the listener leagues. So, and it's because of his. I can get him in the 14th round. You know what I mean? We're doing a 16-round draft. I can get him in the 14th round and then just take my kicker and my defense. And if he does end up being something this year, then what did I spend to get him? You know what I mean? It's one of those situations. But, you know, all the other guys, you know, going a little bit earlier, you know, like uh, Terrell Williams, I, you know, I don't uh, I don't know what to do there. You know, I don't want to I don't want to spend the draft capital on, you know, really anybody else other than, you know, than him, if I'm being honest, at the wide receiver position. Because Ruggs is going earlier than I'm, I'm willing to take him. And other guys are just, you know, for me, Edwards is the one guy that I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely you know going to throw him on a bunch of teams. Yeah, no, I agree. I think uh, Edwards is the cheapest value, and I'll definitely go with him. Um, with Ruggs, you know, he's getting the X receiver, so um, Carr likes to throw to, this, to the slot, so we'll see if he does well. Um, but he also likes to throw to his tight end, so I'm not sure how the target is going to be spread around. Um, so go with the cheapest option and see who has the most upside um, and then go from there. That's just how I look at it. Yes, sir. All right. The athletic Zach Kiefer reports that the Colts believe Michael Pittman is ready to contribute. Uh, I, I've been I've been a big fan of Michael Pittman Jr. You know, just just he reminds me of Mike Williams and with the offense that Frank Reich had, you know, that was just, you know. Yeah, it was a position that he used. He just tossed it up to him, and Mike Williams would catch six, seven touchdowns. So I can see Michael Pittman just having that role in this in this season. Yeah, with Frank Wright, he had ten touchdowns. So yeah. if he's going to use, you know, Michael Pittman Jr. as that guy, then you know he he's going late enough in drafts that I'm going to be like, yeah, um, yeah, hey, he's a he, steal. Exactly. So, you know, he's definitely another guy that I'm, you know, if I'm hurting a wide receiver, I'm going to be taking both of those guys at the end of the drafts just to hope for some upside with both. Yeah, no, I agree. I'll definitely throw him on the bench. You know, T.Y., he, he can never stay healthy. So, you know, he can be a de facto you know, number one target if something happens to T.Y. All right. Broncos rookie wide receiver K.J. Hamler is expected to miss four weeks. Don't really know how much he was going to contribute early. Uh, Ravens third round wide receiver Devin Duvernay could get opportunities in the slot. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about Miles Boykin, you know, as like a deep sleeper. You know, maybe Duvernay cuts into that, uh, but nothing really to get into for redraft leagues. This one is one of my favorite. So the Athletics Jeff Zebrick thinks it might be a weekly decision for offensive coordinator Greg Roman on who is getting carries behind Mark Ingram. You know why I love this one? <laughs> because what it says to me is that Mark Ingram is still the guy. <laughs> and that's what I've been saying for like you just Mark Ingram was so good last year, you're just not going to take him out of that role. So, you know, I understand they drafted J.K. Dobbins, but you know, J.K. Dobbins is probably going to use the first at least eight weeks to get adjusted to the offense. And until that happens, you know, Mark Ingram's going to be the guy. And if he's good as he was last year, he's not coming off the field. Yeah, I, you know, Kevin's been all over Mark Ingram, and actually, I'll let you I'll let you say what you, your piece about it, Kev. But uh, you were telling me the other day that Mark Ingram has been basically a top twenty-four guy every year he's played. You know, Since what is twenty fourteen? Since twenty fourteen, the only year he wasn't was two years ago in twenty eighteen, and that was because he was suspended for the first four games. And if you look at his output from week five the week to the end of the season he was a run back 20 so like he's been and four of those seasons he was an he was an rb1 
So like he, I mean, and he was splitting time with Kamara. So like the dude is just, he's ultra productive and people just hate on him every year. Like he outproduces his ADP every year. Yeah. So, you know, I think, I think the dude's a stud. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't say he's a top 12 guy. I think I have him outside. I think I have him like 15 or 16 in my ranks, but you know, definitely a guy that if I'm missing on, uh, you know, a good running back. I take two wide receivers in the first two rounds and he's there in the third, you know, I, I feel confident that he can be a guy that I can throw on my lineup and still get production from him every single week. Yeah. I love Mark Ingram. You know, just like, uh, you know, Kevin was mentioned earlier, you know, he's going to be the fact the number one starting off the season. They have a good run defense already. So they're going to be in a lot of low scoring games. He's going to get a ton of carries and Lamar Jackson, you know, he's already in the backfield, so you can't really cover both. So, you know, that's why he did so well last year. So, yeah, I'm big. I'm definitely big on him this year. And you can get him late, too. He's going, like, the fourth round. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's incredible to me. Uh, like, considering last year he was basically drafted in the third, fourth round and outproduced that, and now he drops back. I just I – just, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever. Whatever you guys want to do, man. I'll keep taking him where in the, in the third, fourth round. And that's kind of – real quick, that's kind of what we were saying the other day in the listener league. There was a guy who took – Remember, he took two wide receivers. They were great. It was like Julio yeah, and somebody else. Yeah, it was else. Uh, Julio and Hill. Or yeah. it was uh, Julio and Hopkins. Julio and Hopkins. He got Julio and Hopkins at, at 12 and 13. And then the next pick, he did something where we were like, dude, if you just take Mark Ingram there, your team looks so much better. Like, what were you doing? So, you know, it's that kind of situation. All right, so we got the Patriots running back situation. Lamar Miller could be cleared to practice soon. And Sony Michelle. Uh, running back coach Yvonne Fears thinks Sony Michelle will be ready to play week one. So nothing different from the Patriots running back backfield. It looks like it will be as crowded as it's usually is. Uh, Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungvaloa has slowly eased into action at training camp, but they were saying the other day, I think that it's guaranteed that Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to be the starter. So, you know, Tua is just a guy that may, you may want to pick up once, you know, once the season starts, you might hear that he's, you know, going to get in, going to get injected and take a shot on him. Mm, yep. As soon as they fall out of playoff contention or they look like they're about to, I, you know, that's, I think that's when he starts getting some work. So week five, six, seven. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Uh, Washington coach Ron Rivera said fourth round receiver Antonio Gandy Golden has been impressive early in training camp. He's another one of those late guys you can watch. You know, look out for. All right. Lions running back DeAndre Swift suffered a leg injury at Thursday's practice. This makes my carry on Johnson in the ninth round look good enough. You know, this this was already going to be this was this was just a clearly an open competition. And the fact that Swift is already injured just gives, you know, carry on a leg up until carry on eventually gets injured. And then. <laughs> the Lions will be starting folks. Uh, no, next week, will be hurt. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna they're gonna switch uh, weeks of injury. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and, and Lions will be back to Bo Scarborough or <laughs> uh, one of those other guys they were starting from last year. Oh boy. Uh, first round wide receiver Justin Jefferson has distanced himself from the rest of the Vikings receivers. That should be interesting. Yeah, this that was kind of weird because they're, first they were saying that he was not doing well. Then they, the last last came out just saying he is doing that. He's like the second best receiver in the team. So I don't know. We, we have to wait to see exactly who 
if he you know takes off and does well if he's a starter or not because they were saying that he was going to be like the third option so like yeah. he's switching back for <laughs> and that's that's the thing like there's so many off seasons where you know you hear from one news media outlet that this player is playing amazing and then you go to the very like opposite end you know espn and they're saying he looks horrible on the field and it, it's so much like you really just just you know and that's why i watch tape because you know i want to make my own decision of what i think about some of these guys because i i just don't want that decision to be made for me yeah i agree with that yeah we were talking the other day about justin jefferson i compared him to jordan matthews um you know, he's just a big slot receiver that doesn't really create a lot of separation. But, you know, he was just so good because he he is able to go up and get the ball. And Joe Burrow put the ball in perfect positions for him. Um, yeah. You know, Kirk Cousins doesn't really take as many chances. He's not as risky of a quarterback. So I just think that that's going to be tough for Jefferson, Jefferson to uh, overcome. Yeah. Um, all right, so NFL Network's Tom Pelissero reports Dallas Goddard has suffered a hairline fracture in one of his thumbs. So, you know, Dallas Goddard was obviously kind of a tight end that, you know, basically people were just taking a shot on. You know, if Dal- if Ertz gets hurt, you know, Goddard comes in. He was more of a touchdown or bust guy last year. Uh, but, you know, uh, hairline fracture, uh, you know, I guess by season, by the right time season comes, he'll be ready to go. Yeah, we still have three weeks, so you know I think you got to wait. That's a that's a wait and see. I, I don't think I've seen guys play with hairline fractures, especially at the tight end position. They normally have that you know that that little boot that they'll put on, and you know he'll still be able to play. I don't know how effective pass catching he'll be, but you know they 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 normally play through something like that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Chris Carson has continued to miss practice, even though he's back with the team. Uh, he was missing, you know, missing time because of family matter. Um, nothing health related, you know, but, uh, he's still continuing to miss practice, even though they are still saying it's not health related. So, you know, keep an eye on Chris Carson. You know, he's a guy that, you know, 1200 yards seems like his floor when he's getting the ball the way he does. So, yeah. Yeah. He toasts the rock a lot. And yeah. In Seattle, they like to run the ball, so. Yeah, they were like top five last year running. Yeah. So, they'll get a yeah. ton of care. Yep, definitely. Yeah, hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping that they put more on Russell's shoulders this year because they have more talented wide receivers, so that's kind of my hope. But we just haven't seen it yet, so. Uh, Chiefs coach Andy Reid confirms that Tyreek Hill will return to practice in a few days. Um, he... You know, I had a little hamstring issue where he came up limping, you know what I mean? But it doesn't seem like that big a deal. Um, Hamstrings do tend to nag, but I'm sure they're going to be ultra safe with Tyreek Hill. He's one of the most explosive players in the league, and there's no reason to get him, you know, more hurt. Yeah. Fast guys like that, and we talked about this a little bit yesterday, you know, there's actually stipulations in their contracts that say, you know, you can't do X, Y, and Z off the field. Because if you get hurt, you know, it goes, it can hurt your contract. I mean, they basically can penalize you and you don't get bonuses and things like that. And I love Tyreek, but, but this dude is out there racing everybody on Instagram. There's their race. Like, what are you doing, bro? Like, just stop. Stop. Like, it, you don't need to race everybody. We know you're fast. 428 proved it, right? It, it, to me, it did. 
I, I'm combine four two eight is that's lightning. So so stop racing, everybody. We know you're fast, bro. We got you. Yeah, he definitely does be on online all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. My man caught up to Damian Williams. We, we know that you are. Um, Yo, he had to beat by 15 yards if you watch that play. When he got, when Damian Williams got the full speed and you watch when Tyreek Hill started tracking him down, he was 15 yards ahead of him and he caught him like five yards before he hit the end zone. That's incredible. Yep. Patriots quarterback Jared Stidham was taken to the local hospital Thursday for precautionary tests and – Came back negative, so Stidham returned to the team, went through a light practice. Um, you know, I guess that's, what, good for Cam? That his competition, <laughs> quote-unquote, is, is, you know, Cam's not really guy, healthy. Man. Cam's the guy. Yeah, yeah we'll get to start. For sure. Buccaneers coach Bruce Arians said third-round rookie Keyshawn Vaughn could contribute as a kick returner in week one. That should tell you how much he really thinks he's going to contribute as a you know, real player in the offense. You know, I, I, I've called Keyshawn Vaughn the Darna, the Daryl Henderson of last year. You know what I mean? Like the guy who's just going in like the seventh, eighth, ninth round that people are just ridiculously taking him that early for. But, you know, uh, look at what the coach is saying. He's going to be the kick returner. Yeah. This um, is major news. <laughs> yeah, it's major news. Yeah. I- yeah, I feel like definitely earlier when he when he said that Rojo was going to be the starter, um, at first I was like, he said it last year, so I was like, oh, okay, Arian said it before, but now he's saying that Vaughn is going to actually be the kick returner, so that means that Rojo definitely is going to get the start. So, I, I mean, I'm definitely dropping Vaughn a lot more in drafts. He's not someone I'm not looking to, to pick up or draft like that. Yes, sir. And... I think that's pretty much it. I mean, Jack Doyle says this cold system is great for tight ends. You know, Duh. we've seen it. Eric Ebron had a good had a good year a couple of years ago. Duh. Uh, Can we all say duh? Because like, you know what I mean, like Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. <laughs> you know what I mean, Frank Wright. Like, come on, we we we've seen this show. Yep. Um, this one I just seen. Josh Norman injured his hamstring in practice and is out indefinitely. Yeah. Oh, wow. How about that. Yeah, I saw one. that. I'm a Bills fan, so I see all that. Anything, anything Bills related, I'm on it. Is nah, he the starting corner, or he probably he's probably actually slot guy? Yeah, he's actually. He's you know, they were talking slot. about moving. Yeah, they were talking about moving him into the slot. He's also been playing the you know the number two corner, so he's he's been moving around a little bit. They're trying to you know figure out where they want to play him, but you know when you got Trey Day on the other side, it's you know their defense is legit. So yeah, having him would be good. Ain't lying. Better. All right, and last bit of news that I want to bring up just to, you know, bring it up. But uh, Washington football team coach Ron Rivera announced Thursday that he has been diagnosed with a very treatable and curable form of lymph node cancer. So, you know, best wishes to him. You know, cancer sucks. You know, hope you <laughs> hope you hope you get through it, Ron. Yeah. We you know, we make it a point on this podcast to always talk about, you know, players who have, you know, players or coaches that have issues like this because you know, we, we want to let them know. I mean, we're praying, we're praying for you. You know what I mean? It's, you know, cancer sucks. I lost my mother to breast cancer and, you know, I know how, you know, much cancer sucks. So it's, uh, you know, we're praying for you, Ron. Yeah. Luckily he, he they caught it early. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like it's very, seems like he really isn't wearing too much, but it's, you know, still news. 
All right, so let's get into these couple guys that over the last month have been rising or falling down our draft boards. Um, I'll just start it off. Uh, my first guy was Ronald Jones. Um, you know, month ago, I mean, you got anybody who listens to the podcast knows how much I've been rising on Ronald Jones throughout this. But, you know, a month ago, I would say I was pro- kind of, yeah, he's a seventh-round pick. But now, you know, Ronald Jones is like a fifth-round pick for me. You know, he he's a guy that when you look at what he did last year, he finished in the top 24 through the first 16 weeks. So he was an RB2 during the fantasy season last year. That was, was with splitting time with Peyton Barber. That was with – you know, a worse team that's not going to be that wasn't running the ball as much because they were constantly playing from from behind. Obviously, with Brady, they're going to be much better and much more, you know, careful with the football, which is, means they're going to have more opportunities. You know, I can see Ronald Jones getting, you know, between getting 225 carries, another 35 catches, and being a 260 touchback, and definitely finishing in, finishing inside the top 20. So that's just been a guy that has been rising for me. Yep, and if you look at our player projections, uh, he is at running back 28. Uh, I think most other places had him right around the same spot. Um, for me, because of the whole Keyshawn, Vaughn, and everything else, you know, we kind of put him at right around 198 carries, and we took his average from last year. And, you know, he ended up with 831 yards, six touchdowns, 32 uh, targets, 25 receptions, 208 receiving yards, and a touchdown. So that would be averaging basically 10.68 points per game. And that's kind of where we had him. But with, you know, the way that we know Brady can, you know, incorporate and get get guys like Ronald Jones towards the red zone, you know, we've seen, you know, really not good running backs in a Brady offense score, you know, 18 touchdowns. So, it's not it's not a stress to say that Ronald Jones is in the double digit touchdowns and that will bring his number into the he'll be a top 20 guy. I mean it is what it is. No, I completely agree with that. I think Ronald Jones is a great riser. Um we mentioned earlier with the news about Vaughn, he's moving over to punt returner, so if he's going to be a punt returner and they're giving all the work to Ronald Jones, then he's someone that's going to excel um well this year. Yeah, people, people, people overblew the Shady McCoy signing. You know, I, I, you know, I I think Shady McCoy is basically just a veteran backup at this point. He was he was inactive for the Super Bowl. All right, so go ahead, guys. All right, so my guy is for me Josh Jacobs. Um, I had Josh Jacobs at fourteen in my ranks, and now I have him at six. So for me, he is a top six guy that I'm taking off the board. I just looking at his tape again last year, and this is why I moved him up. I started looking at, you know, how he looked towards in the beginning of the season and how he looked, you know, from basically week 12 on. And then, you know, he got hurt and all that, but it was night and day. What I was seeing from the beginning of the season to the end of the season, in the beginning of the season, he kind of looked like he was rushing to get into a hole. He was, you know, he was getting stuffed up. You know, he had the very first game. You guys remember he was great, but you know, against the Broncos, they were, you know, they were Broncos just weren't good in that game. And he had a really good game. He had a hundred over a hundred yards and a touchdown and he was looking great. And then, you know, he started to slow down the next couple of games. And then, you know, in the middle of the season, he had a little bit of stretch of, you know, not very good play. And then he came on strong, 
before he got hurt, he was playing actually really well. You know, I mean, it, some of the games didn't show up in the stat line, but from what I could see, he was, you know, a lot more patient from, you know, week 10 on where you could see the maturation process starting to build. And if that comes into play this year and he's playing that way from week one and they're going to start giving him more targets and, you know, if this dude catches 50 balls, I just don't see how he doesn't finish in, in at least the top eight. So, you know, he's a guy that I'm going to take earlier than, than a lot of people. All right. My only question for you is you said top six guy off the board. Are you taking, or you say you're taking him before him. Michael yeah. Thomas and yes. before. Oh man, that's bull yeah. call. Con. Yep. Uh, all right. Kenny, why don't you go ahead with your, your first guy? So someone that I was really low on beginning the season gonna be Clyde Edwards. He's like super rise in my draft board. Um, we already know what the news with Damian Williams. He came out. He's he's gonna not play the season, so he opted out. But even after that, I've I figured that you know since Clyde Edwards, you know he's a rookie, COVID and everything, they're still not going to give him the full workload at the beginning of the season. So I thought maybe a couple couple games he probably go with. Uh, um, one of the other Williams on the backfield and start one of them this season. But the first week of camp, first pad of practice, he already, he already got to work with the first team. So he's someone that rose a lot. I looked at him at the beginning of the season or being in the off season is more like a running back too low end. Cause with any read, anytime he, uh, he uses more like a one back system. Um, last year, he kind of tried the whole experiment with the three headed monster. It didn't work out well, but you seen him went to the playoffs Damian Williams just played, and like you mentioned earlier, Shady didn't play at all. So I figured at the beginning of the season, um, you know, they would they wouldn't start using him until maybe like week four. But now off the back, they're already using him with the first team. Um, Kareem Hunt, when he first was uh, played, remember back in 2017, he finished at the running back three in PPR. So I do I do think uh, Clyde Edwards has the biggest upside, and he's someone I'm taking super early in the first round now. All right, perfect. Perfect timing because I have a question for you because in one of our fantasy leagues the other day, he was taken before Dalvin cook and Alvin Kamara. Okay, Are you a... that bold? Oh, <laughs> uh, um, no, not Alvin Kamara. No, I think <laughs> Kamara, no, because Kamara last year, people don't realize he was injured. They came out with a report like I think a couple of weeks back and he had an injury. Um, Kamara is going to get way more targets and he's going to get way more red zone looks. Um, and, and Kamara last year, he still finished as, you know, high end running back one. And he still um, only had like maybe like four touch rushing touchdowns. So he's going to be close to eight or nine again this season. So I definitely want to do that. And then Dalvin Cook, a lot of people were was nervous about the holdout. He came out today. Well, last week and said he's not going to hold out. So, you know, he wants a good contract next year. He's going to dominate again. So he's he's behind both of them in my in my eyes. I agree. I 100 percent agree with that. All right, uh, my next guy, and I'm going to have to probably give props to Steve on this one for just running, uh, reining me back in, but it's Keenan Allen. Um, you know, if you listen, I was not the biggest guy on Keenan Allen, but, you know, hearing Steve talk about his route running, reminding me of how good this guy really is, you know, I don't think it's really going to matter who his quarterback is. I don't, I don't think he's going to be as good as he has been with Phillip Rivers, just because Phillip Rivers is, you know, looks to him as a, and just 
was ultra targeted. You know, he was ultra targeted with Phillip Rivers. He would get like 13, 14 targets a game sometimes. But, you know, I do think that, you know, just how good he, he is as, as a route runner, how good he is as a receiver, I think he will get open. And, you know, I do think that Tyrod Taylor is capable enough to throw to an open receiver. So, you know, yeah, Keenan Allen's a guy that, you know, I had probably around 24, 23 that I've, you know, now have up around 16 to 18. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm glad you, uh, I'm glad you're coming around on Keenan just a little bit because, you know, and I told you guys, I've been telling you guys all off season, I'm, I can't put him lower than 15. Like I watched this guy play. Like I, he is such a good route runner. I, I like, Watch, just take three games. Take three games of his tape and watch his footwork. Watch how he gets off the line of scrimmage. Watch how he, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but for some reason, defenders can't get their hands on him. He's just, he's able to just slot them away and kind of, he looks like, you know, kind of like D-Hop with the ability of, you know, if you watch D-Hop, the one thing that D-Hop does that is amazing is when he swats a guy's arm away, he has the ability to, to, cup his hand into their elbows so he kind of forces them to bend the elbow and he uses that as like a prop to push off of and that's not illegal because he's not grabbing their pads he's not doing anything illegal he's using their momentum against them and Keenan Allen does the same thing and he he's a better route runner than than DeAndre Hopkins but what makes DeAndre Hopkins is special is he has he probably has some of the best hands I've ever seen in my entire life and he catches absolutely everything and he just you know he is just he's unbelievable he's you know i said it he's a top three wide receiver in my eyes so you know keenan allen is just amazing yeah i definitely love keenan allen i think pro football focus has him ranked super high for just the route running and just overall hands so he's another great great asset even though a different quarterback um i think he's still gonna do well regardless yep i agree all right, uh, so my guy is actually Travis Kelsey. All right, so Travis Kelsey in the beginning of the offseason, and I've kind of been this way, I want to say maybe I guess since Gronk had his blow-up year where he was just amazing and people were taking him in the first round. I've always been like middle of the second round. I'm, I'm okay with taking my tight end. I don't really don't want to go, you know, like if I'm the 12th pick, I don't want to take – 12 13 and then take Kelsey or take one of the other guys but and I watched the tape and I know how good Kelsey is but looking at it yesterday I broke down his stats which I'm more of a film guy but I actually started looking at the stats right Travis Kelsey is 16 and a half points better than the number two wide receiver over the past four seasons so the or number two tight end so over the past four seasons, if you break it down, the number two tight end, whoever that's been, has always been at least 16 points behind Kelsey on average, right? Kelsey to the number 12 guy is 160 points difference, right? Wow. It's 160 points. Think about that. Like the number one wide receiver last year was Michael Thomas, and he went off last year he was amazing so he outscored the number 12 wide receiver by a hundred and like i think it was 68 points but he blew up travis kelsey has averaged that 
he's averaged 168 points better than the number 12 guy. And he's not been blowing up. He's been consistently scoring high points for the past four years. He's been the number one tight end in PPR over the past four years. So to me, I had him at like 21. I was taking him at the end of the second round and I've moved him all the way up to like 14 because I want Travis Kelsey. That's it. Yeah, yeah, Travis Kelsey is amazing. Yeah, I mean, he's you know, uh, when you say rising, you, you mean you're putting him ahead of Kittle? <laughs> I did put him ahead of Kittle, but it's because I looked at that stat. Like, even if Kittle, okay, so with Kittle, you know, we talked about this um, a couple weeks ago. We had this argument, and I said I had Kittle in front of him. But it was for me, it was more because of Debo, and I thought he was going to get more targets. But now they're saying Debo might be back by week three or four. And if that's the case, I don't think three or four games is really going to catapult him over Travis Kelsey, especially if Tyreek Hill is not 100% Tyreek Hill come week one. Kelsey will be the number one target there. And I think he's probably going to be the number one target anyway. So, you know, the best quarterback in football on the best offense in football. I'll take the tight end. I am. Mean, I'm going to take Kelsey again. All right. So, Kenny, your next guy. Um, so my next guy is going to be Philip Lindsay. Now, a lot of times, um, beginning of the season, I had him super low. You know, the new coaching scheme. You know, he's normally like a one guy, one running back uh, uh, coach. So you know, they sound Melvin Gordon. Um, everyone is just assuming that he'll get the full workload. However, last week, or just recently, a couple of days ago, um, first they're saying Melvin Gordon is trying to get used to the altitude. You remember, Phil Lindsay is from Denver. He's playing, he's been he played his whole career there, so that's not something that's a big difference for him. Melvin Gordon has to get used to it, so he's taking a lot of times where he's losing snaps um, to Philip Lindsay just because of that. Um, and then the last dude that just came out a couple of days back, um, the coach came out and said that they're pretty much, he doesn't see a number one. Um, on the team, they're both going to be number one options. So right now, Melvin Gordon is going uh, pretty much in the middle of uh, pretty much the beginning of the fourth round, but Philip Lindsay is going in the ninth. Um, and if you could get someone in the ninth round that's going to be splitting um, the workload, I, thought, I feel like he's going to be splitting the carries with Melvin Gordon. Um, I think he'll get uh, probably the receiving work, and Melvin Gordon will get the goal line work. Um, with Denver's offense, their secondary is decimated now they lost chris harris so i feel like there'll be more and more shootouts than it will be um and a lot more games will be lower scoring games so i think philip Lindsay is going to be someone that's going to do really well and he doesn't cost you a lot in drafts he's definitely before i, I saw me more as like more like a, a running back um lower running back three now he can he can be more like a, a running back two in my opinion so we'll see what happens yeah i, I like that. i completely agree with that completely agree with that all right, so a uh, guy that has been dropping. Uh, so it's not really too many guys that I was thinking of offhand that necessarily like dropped crazily for me. I got, I got uh, one. I'll right, just talk. Go I was gonna say I'll just talk about one guy. We talked about him the other day, and it's AJ Green. Um, <laughs> was that the guy you were thinking of? Yes, that was gonna be. Like I was gonna bring that right now. Yep. <laughs> Okay, yeah, because that was the like the guy that I was like, all right, well, you know, this dude's hurt again. You know what I mean? Again. Like I, I you know, I, we all know the Crazy. talent that he has. The guy can be a wide receiver one if he, 
you know, is healthy. The problem is he's just doesn't stay healthy. You know, hasn't for the last couple of years. So, you know, to me, AJ Green is a guy that, you know, I we talk we've talked I we've said this all the time. Like I don't approach a draft with a do not draft list, but there's just guys that I will not have on my team because they where they get drafted. And AJ Green was this year is going to be one of them because he's going in the sixth round, I think, right now. I'm probably not taking him to the eighth or ninth just because not comfortable drafting a guy that's go that's in my starting lineup. If you take a guy in the sixth round, he's you know technically in your starting lineup unless you go like three, you know three running backs or three wide receivers in those first six picks. But you know I'm I'm not drafting a guy to get into my starting lineup with you know uh, that kind of injury history and the fact that he still can't stay healthy. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. Oh. Uh, Tyler Boyd could be someone that's rising, though. <laughs> oh, <he's>... for sure. <laughs> yeah, you're not lying. Yeah, I think we all had A.J. Green. You know, we all kind of chuckled real hard when, when Kev brought that up. So, you know, I'll give my two-piece, and then we'll let Kenny give his two-piece, and then, uh, you know, we'll go on with uh, our last guys because we each had that guy. So, you know, for me, it's just, like Kev said, he's always hurt. And to me, the risk is not worth the reward at this point. Like he's going, he was going in the fifth round. Um, as of today on fantasy football calculator, he's gone down to the beginning of the sixth round. And for me, it's like, how do I feel about taking, you know, AJ green when, you know, guys like Stefan Diggs are going like literally right in front of Devonte Parker, Will Fuller, Julian, you know, Julian Edelman, Michael Gallup, Guys that I just have more confidence in staying healthy. So, to me, to me, I'm gonna read off the rest of the names here: Brandon Cooks, Jarvis Landry, uh, you know, Tyler Boyd, Deontay, even Deontay Johnson, Debo Samuel. It gets all the way up to Marvin Jones before I'm like, yeah, I'll take AJ before Marvin. But and I mean, I think Deontay Johnson has more upside. I think Debo, when he gets healthy, will be, you know, when he gets healthy, Debo could be. Good on a 49ers offense. Tyler Boyd to me is a, not a question. I'm definitely taking him over, you know, or taking Tyler Boyd over him. Jarvis Landry, Brandon Cooks, you know, Michael Gallup, Julian Edelman. Now he's, you know, he got banged up a little bit the other day, so we'll have to see what happens with that. But Will Fuller is a no-brainer, I, you know. And I know Will Fuller's always hurt, but I just think the upside is, you know, just more. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, someone I'm looking to target in the sixth round is definitely Debo over him or any other players you mentioned. Um, Aja Green's amazing talent. We we knew ahead of him, ahead of time that he was going to play the whole game, the whole season and not be injured at all. Then everyone would take him earlier, but he just can't work. Um, just can't um, figure out this injury risk. It's just too high for me. I'd rather just wait um, and see. Like a like uh, Kevin mentioned, you know, in the ninth round, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind, but. If it's anything earlier than that, I'm just not going to do it. Yep. Yep. Uh, so, any other guys that you guys have off the top of your head uh, that yeah, are uh, rising or dropping? You are dropping. Uh, yeah, you got one. Go, okay, ahead. go ahead. Um, I'll say Gronk. Um, he's someone that everyone was super excited about when he got signed with Tampa Bay. Um, and I actually was happy with Gronk at first. You know, I thought that, you know, him, he didn't. I feel like he didn't come out of retirement to play, you know, a backup role on the team. However, they kept OJ Howard. I thought OJ Howard was going to get traded in the offseason. 
And then they came out last week and said, said that Gronk will be commonly used only in goal line situations, which is a big no-no for me. Um, it's kind of like with Antonio Gates. I don't remember a couple of years back his last year with the Chargers. They kind of just use him just in the goal line, you know, for just touchdowns. So if he's not going to get that many targets, he's someone that I'm not looking um, uh, to draft. And he's going like around the seventh or eighth round right now in drafts. And you can get a tight end super late um, in, in your draft board. Um, honestly, uh, it's a lot of options. As you can get in the last round. Jack Doyle, he's going in like the 14th round. Uh, I'll, I'll be happy to take him. <laughs> we've, uh, we've been on the Jack Doyle train for like the past three seasons you know he got hurt that one year ebron blew up and then but we've been like every year like oh i like jack doyle i like that you know, <laughs> and now with philip rivers i just you know i like jack doyle again go figure <laughs> yeah so yeah with gronk yeah with gronk i was just never high on him to begin with <laughs> so like like i, I he kind of went down for me like what uh, i mean two years ago when he was you know, he was like a second round pick, third round pick. He was up there with the Kelsey draft, and then he was just terrible. He was not good. He was constantly hurt. When he was playing, he wasn't doing anything. And then he takes a year off from football, and we've never really seen guys take a year off from football and be good when they come back. So, you know, to me, Gronk, like AP. Gronk is like the number seventh tight end off the board, I think, in a lot of drafts. And I'm not even, I'm not touching him. Yeah, we saw AP take a year off of football not due to injury but he, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he came back and had 2,000 yards so we've seen it before but it doesn't he happen he's not human though he, he's, <laughs> he's not human. Saying, you're off he actually got hurt and came back in a miraculous was way amazing huh? amazing uh, that, that'll never happen again by the way that will never happen again somebody blow out their ACL in the very next season run for 2,000 yards that's just that's not ever going to be a thing again AP is a freak all right so my guy and I hate to do this because I love Juju. Like, I love Juju. I love Juju on Instagram. I love Juju on Twitter. I love Juju as a person. But I'm reading the reports, and I'm not a guy that reads a whole lot of reports, but I'm reading the reports out of Pittsburgh just because I, for my own personal, was like, you know what? I can't watch, you know, Ben Roethlisberger play at all in the preseason which he doesn't do anyway normally i mean he plays a little bit in the third preseason game he might play a you know a, a couple snaps in the first two but in the third preseason game they normally play him for like two drives and then he sits but without being able to see big ben roethlisberger the only thing i can do is listen to what people are saying and they're saying that he's got a noodle arm like he's just not making throws they're not coming off the way they're used to see him you know it come off of ben roethlisberger's fingers and we got to remember he had an elbow injury. You know what I mean? Like quarterbacks, tur- you know, they they put a lot of torque on that elbow when they're when they're you know throwing deep passes and short little zip passes. You know what I mean? So this was an injury that I was concerned with last year when he had it. You know, I was like, ooh. Like, I mean, I don't I don't like hearing that somebody's you know injury you know elbows injured, especially at the quarterback position. So you know, if Big Ben is not the Big Ben, if he's not at least. 85% of the Big Ben that we saw two years ago, then I'm going to be much lower on Juju than than I would like to be. Juju might drop out of the top 24 for me because if you watched, looked at his stats last year, guess what? Was he a top 24 guy? Hell no. Nope. No. Not I even mean, he close. Was in, he was injured a lot last year Yeah, as well. he was injured a lot, but even when he played, like even when he was on the field, like think about it, you know, he against the Bills game is, you know, the one that really stepped, you know, really – 
comes out to me in my brain, but it's just because I love Tredavious White, and I was watching Tredavious White just, dude, Juju could do nothing. Could do nothing against Trey Day. And I told you guys this last year. It is a huge difference between having Antonio Brown on the other side of the field and you getting the second guy than you having to see those first corners. Because when you see a guy like Tredavious White or you see a guy like Jalen Ramsey or you see a guy like whoever it is that wants to shadow Juju, it is a whole different ball game. So, you know, for me, Juju is is... And I hate to say it because I love Juju, but it's, he's dropping for me. He's dropping a lot, and, and I I gotta I gotta figure out where I want to put him. But it, it's probably gonna be, you know, twenty four to twenty eight range. Ooh. you know we don't agree on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I just have I have Juju at like number six, so <laughs> I, I I think that Juju, I, I you know I, I don't believe nothing that people say. You know what I mean? You know, whether, whether Ben's got to come out like I, I. All right. He may need to loosen his arm back up from, you know, surgery and everything like that. But I'm not going to come out and say like that Big Ben's just going to be terrible to me. Like, I think that this team all being healthy, I think Juju's going to be, you know, right back to as good as he was. Yeah, I mean, I think Juju will be fine. The only thing I'm worried about Juju is going to be, you have to remember, but Pittsburgh, the year that he did well, um, Pittsburgh's secondary was terrible, right? The secondary is probably like, they probably have to win the best secondaries right now mm-hmm. um, behind Baltimore now. So, and their defensive line is really good. So there's going to be a lot more low scoring games, not going to be a ton of shootouts. So that's the only thing that worries me. I, I like I like a receiver that plays for like a terrible, has a terrible secondary, which is going to be a lot more shootouts, shootouts and then you, you don't really have to worry about that. So, We'll see. I think Juju still will be decent, um, but I'm a little, I am a little nervous about his upside when it comes to you know, just the defense alone. So we'll see what happens. Very good point. Very good point. Uh, all right, guys. So you want to get into this uh, uh, listener league? Uh, yeah, we'll just do. Least... Yeah, we'll just do because we're at 50 minutes. So we're going to do. Let's do three picks from each of us. One from each of us. Picks that we just hated from the two listener leagues if uh you know if your name is called on here we're sorry to have to you know to do this to you but and we're not even going to call out names let's do it like that let's just let's just say where the pick was and and say if we think you know why we think it's horrible so uh you want to start us off kev you want me to start uh one of you guys can start all right so I'm going to harp on the one that I did the other day. So in (laughs) Fantasy League 2, right, we had the number four overall pick guy. He, in the fifth round, he took Deshaun Watson. Now, normally, I don't mind you taking Deshaun Watson. That To me, that's not a bad pick. My issue is you take Deshaun Watson, right? (laughs) You take Deshaun Watson, and the next four picks, you don't take another running back. Your only running back, what was it? Alvin, it was Alvin Kamara, right? So you take Alvin Kamara and then I, you did nothing. Like there's, there's, you have no other, you have a bunch of guys that are the number twos on their offense, which to me is, I just, 
you know, and I hate to, I hate to bash this, you know, bash this over and over again, but it's, you know, to me, there was the biggest glaring thing of all the leagues that we did. It was the one thing that I was like, dude, you cannot take, especially with the quarterbacks that were still available. You still had Russell Wilson available. You still had, uh, you know, Dak Prescott, Drew Brees. You still had all those guys available. And then instead of taking, you know, you have, no, I'm sorry. He had Zeke. He took Zeke. Right, so he takes Zeke, then Deshaun in the fifth, and then Will Fuller, Devontae Parker, and then doesn't waste until Darrell Henderson as his second running back. Darrell Henderson, Alexander Madison, Tony Pollard, Joshua Kelly, and Darrington Evans. That's his number twos, guys. Like this is not a this is not a this is not a plethora of. <laughs> Of guys that you know what I mean you want as your number two running back so uh, to me that was that was the worst pick yeah I mean in the fifth round you could have gotten Raheem Mostert Cam Akers Ronald Jones Devin Singletary Kareem Hunt you know J.K. Dobbins I'm you know I'm dropping in my in my in my ranks but you know any of those first guys that I named I would have rather taken behind Deshaun Watson and then Dak went in the seventh you could have got Dak two rounds later and you still would have a good number two running back. So, you know, I, that's, that's the one pick that I see. And I'm like, ugh. yeah. Uh, you know, we talked about that one enough on the, on the podcast that day, the other day to really get into it too much more. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Uh, Kenny, did you have one that you wanted to bring up? Uh, yeah, so, um, in the, to the fourth overall person that was picking, um, they took Antonio Gibson in like the seventh round. That was kind of a reach to me. <laughs> um, I, he's going like double digit rounds right now. I think he's going like 11 or 12. Um, he, I mean, he started off great. Clyde Edwards first, Kenny Galladay, o, Odell was okay. And then David Montgomery. Um, but out. I honestly would have took a running back a little bit earlier as my three. I know this league is a you know you know two two running back league, so I understand with David Montgomery, but he's he can be shaky. We don't know exactly he's gonna get the full workload. Um, and you already know, um, you know he was splitting carries sometime a lot like last year as well. So definitely Antonio Gibson is someone I would have waited on and got a lot later. Um, and that same, um, yeah, that was just too early, especially in the seventh round. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. Uh-huh. So, so that was the whole team that I was targeting. (laughs) (laughs) You know, CEH, obviously we, we just brought that one up. Like I I would, you know, CEH. All right. There's a lot of hype about CEH, but there's no way I'm taking him before cook and Kamara. Number one. um, I, you know, Montgomery to me stinks. So I, I like, you know, Melvin Gordon, uh, Moster, Ronald Jones, Devin Singletary. I would have taken all of those guys before David Montgomery. And then, yeah, like you know, like you said, Antonio Gibson going to where where he did, you know, it's just was an extreme reach. So, and then Odell Beckham, you know, going before you know Allen Robinson and Mike Evans and Cooper Cup and Adam Thielen. Like, dude, there ain't no way I'm taking Odell if you did it, if you watched anything. They, from last season, there's no way you can take Odell before any of those guys. So, you know, I just, you know, that that whole team for me was 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 
not was, one that uh, I was excited about. He was going for the home run. And and yeah. we have actually – I just do want to say this to you guys because we've had this in the Listener League last year because uh, we actually did like – how many did we do last year, Kev? We did like eight or nine yeah, we did of them. A, we did a lot. Yeah, there was like mixtures like where, you know, we all did them and then, you know, you and Dan did a couple and I, yeah. me and you did a couple. So there was, there was like six or seven total. Yeah, it was a lot. And I saw this a lot last year. I think people thought, you know, because they're playing in a, in a listener league against, you know, guys that basically do nothing but study fantasy football. I think they thought, oh, I'm going to outsmart these guys and take this person early so that they, you know, if they blow up, I win this league. But in the same breath, like, take those chances after round eight. Like, why are you? Why in round seven? Like you're still picking starters. You're in round seven. You're still picking guys that you are going to play every week. Like why are you taking guys that you probably aren't? Like you have a chance of never starting. You know what I mean? <laughs> Think about that. That that's a guy you might not ever ever start, and you're taking him in the seventh round. If that comes through your mind, and you think if you look if you read a name, this is how we'll do it. If you read a name and it says to you. I might not ever start this guy. Don't take him before round eight. Period. That's that's the the plain and simple, easy way to do it. Yeah, no, that's a definitely a good rule. That was definitely a reach in. Yeah, definitely that whole team. It's a lot of reaches, but I mean, he could have his guys where he's just set in, and that's the thing about fantasy. <laughs> yeah, everybody's different. It's a hundred percent, a hundred percent agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. What about any any other ones you guys want to bring up? Uh, I think I'm good. We're at 57 minutes, so I think we'll wrap it up. We normally do a player, you know, a listener question or two, but you know, we're we're a little stretched for time for this on this podcast. So next podcast, we will definitely definitely get to your guys' questions. All right, and uh, you know, so there it is. We are going to sign off and give the fantasy football fit. We'll give you some time to. Uh, Kenny to, 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 you know, announce your Instagram, put yourself out there. Uh, so go ahead, take your, take your time, time to shine here. <laughs> real, real quick, Kenny, before you do that, I really appreciate you being on the show, man. You did great. Um, you know, it's a pleasure to have you on here and anytime you want to come back, you let us know and, uh, you know, we'll get you on. Perfect, man. You got, I had a great time. You guys definitely know your stuff and I look forward to being on here again. Quick overview. Like I said, you can follow me, Fantasy Football Fit. Um, I just finished my Masterclass series. It's only $5. You can find it on my page. Um, this just gives people some of the information on just their drafts, you know, how to make smart moves. Um, if you're a beginner, you don't really know too much about Fantasy Football. I feel like I've been a lot, a lot of people playing this year who are beginners because, you know, it's COVID. A lot of people are home. So it's a lot more times where we got more opportunity to actually play. So if you're a beginner or if you're someone that's been playing for a long time, check out my Masterclass. Definitely you get YouTube videos that explain and break down all the important factors when it comes to fantasy football, um, all the all the draft tips, you know, you'll have your trades and season and play on, you know, gems and certain things you should know. So check it out on my page. I want to thank you guys again for having me. I had a great time and I definitely look forward to being with you guys again. Thanks. Kenny. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Kenny. And uh, same to you. Great, you know, great, uh, you know, advice. You obviously know your stuff as well. Um, and yeah, uh, Steve, you got anything else? That is it for me. All right, guys. Peace out. All right. Peace out, guys.